This is Barbara Gregorich, writer, reader, blogger, teacher, sharing with you some of the thoughts, inspirations, and writing decisions behind my work. Every Tuesday, I'll podcast something about my writing, reading, or teaching. And on the first and third Fridays of each month, I'll podcast something about my most recent book, The F Words, a YA novel published by City of Light Publishing. Perhaps we all have an avocation as well as a vocation. My father, for example, was a steel worker, but also a carpenter. My mother was a bartender, then a homemaker, but always a crocheter. I'm a writer, but I'm also a roadie and have been for more than 20 years. That's because my husband, Phil Passon, is a musician. In order to be with him and help him out, I am his roadie. I drive our car to Phil's gigs. I help, the load, I help load the car as much as he'll allow. He tends to think that only he knows the right way to load both the sound equipment and the hammer dulcimer, but he grudgingly allows me to push the equipment-laden cart to the performance area and push it back to the car when his gig is done. He relies on me to provide a sound check. Because I hear the dulcimer all day long, I'm attuned to what it sounds like, and it's my job to listen carefully after the dulcimer is connected to an amplifier to make certain that the sustain isn't too great. The bass notes aren't muddy, the treble notes aren't tinny, and so on. Further, it's my job to listen to the vocal mic to make sure it's at the proper level for Phil's speaking and for his singing, and to make certain the vocals and the dulcimer are in good balance. Sometimes early customers to the performance get in on the act by suggesting more or less volume, but they never offer opinions on balance, treble, or bass, which is just as well. As a roadie, I also work the CD table. I set it up, display the CDs, answer questions about them, sell them, collect the money, record the sale, and so on. Plus, I answer questions that people ask me. Some of them approach Phil after the gig and ask him. Others come directly to the CD table and ask me. Questions such as, how long has he been playing? Who built his dulcimer? Did he take lessons? Which CD should they buy? I love my life as a roadie, not only because I love Phil, but also because I know that when I drive, he can relax and rehearse before the performance and decompress after the performance. Plus, it's a great deal of fun to see and hear Phil in concert and to see how people react to him and his music. But my life as a roadie has had dark moments. One of these consisted of a 153-mile drive to Madison, Wisconsin, during which time Phil took along an auto harp to see whether he liked playing it and whether he liked singing while playing it. The song he chose to learn on was Go Tell Aunt Rhody. Now, one thing you have to understand about Phil is that he is determined. Some would say compulsive, but no. He denies compulsive and prefers determined and he likes to get things right. So in order to learn the auto harp and the song, he kept playing and singing the first two lines over and over and over and over. Go tell Aunt Rhody, go tell Aunt Rhody, go tell Aunt Rhody, the old gray goose is dead. I'm a person who admires simplicity. 
but there is such a thing as too simple, as in go tell Aunt Rhody three times over and over and over. You get it. After maybe 90 miles, Phil felt confident enough to advance to the second verse. It's a good thing, too, because I was ready to kill the old gray goose and anybody who insisted on singing about her in a closed vehicle from which there was no escape. Still, the drive to Madison experience was nothing compared to the drive to Memphis experience. We're talking 533 miles. We're talking Phil learning to sing the John McCutcheon song, Christmas in the Trenches. We're talking the first line over and over. My name is Francis Tolliver. I come from Liverpool. Around mile 75, I had heard this first line enough, more than enough, but musician hadn't. Apparently, the first line was his way into the song, the notes, the tempo, the story, the attitude, everything. And he wasn't going to advance until he had mastered this line. Rhodey, mile 150. This is sounding good. What about the next line? Musician. My name is Francis Tolliver. I come from Liverpool. Rhodey, mile 225. Time to stop and walk about a bit. Pulls into an oasis. Musician. My name is Francis Tolliver. I come from Liverpool. Rhodey, mile 340. Seriously, Phil, can you stop singing that line over and over? Musician, my name is Francis Tolliver. I come from Liverpool. Two years ago, the war was waiting for me after school. Rhodey, huge sigh of relief. <clears throat> Rhodey, mile 400. Considers asking musician to drive the car which he would willingly do, but realizes musician would not only drive, he would sing while driving. Rhodey decides that that is worse than current situation. In current situation, she could always open the passenger door and push musician out. She could not do that if he were driving. Rhodey, mile 435, gnashing teeth, pounding steering wheel, considers driving car into the Mississippi River. Musician, my name is Francis Tolliver. I come from Liverpool. Two years ago, the war was waiting for me after school. Musician, mile 473. Stops playing, stops singing, packs auto harp into its case. Well, that's enough for now. Rhodey, to herself, that's enough for one lifetime. <clears throat> Despite these very dark moments, Rhodey and Musician have survived. Musician now sings a wonderful version of the entire Christmas in the Trenches. Rhodey feels tension drain away as soon as Musician continues to the third line and beyond, which so far has been at every performance. My future podcasts will include Food for Thought, The Titanic, writing retreats, the golden age of British mystery, and more.